Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Lovecraft Country Chronicles, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Please welcome your hosts, Mia Johnson and Natalie Zamora. Hello and welcome everyone back to the Lovecraft Country Chronicles podcast. I'm Natalie Zamora and I'm joined by my co-host here. Hi, Mia Johnson. And today we have a special guest returning, Sabrina Reed. So welcome back, Sabrina. We're happy to have you. Thank you for having me. I am happy to be here. Awesome. Um, so before we jump into this episode, I do want to shout out a fan of the show that I saw had a really interesting take on Twitter. Um, we've been getting some awesome replies and theories for what's going on, what's going to happen next and what's going on. So I started just creeping on the Lovecraft Country <laughs> hashtag and saw somebody had a really interesting thought that we I don't think we've discussed. So um, when talking about episode five and the fact that Christina uses Dell's likeness for Ruby's potion when she turns into Hillary, um, <laughs> at Black Girl Watching said, so um, what exactly is ha- happening here? Necromancy, were the folks in the village in Artem created just like the monsters, i.e. supernaturally? Is this some other sorcerer at work here or are the people back in Artem still alive? And I thought oh. that was interesting because we we were talking about like how why is it the same woman like why does she look like that? Yeah, but I don't think we talked about like maybe everyone there is just like <laughs> made there. <laughs> that would be an interesting, maybe like to me coming up as like a head canon. I do know mm-hmm. like in the book they were talking about how these were just simple folk who liked living mm-hmm. off the land and. um Titus or whoever was like, yeah, you can live here and I'll protect you. You don't have to like conform to society. But also I am kind of liking this as a, like a side sort of like, oh, well maybe they are, you know, there's something up. Cause we were discussing William. We were like, is William a real person? Right. Yeah. He had his likeness taken. So what's going on there? Like a human garden, like (laughs) cultivating a garden lodge. Yeah. Oh, that's really creepy. But like, hmm. Del's the only one with the attitude, though. So um, that's yeah, true. Her, the other ones are very meek. So maybe she's just a transplant then, brought in for hire for some reason. That's yeah. True. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be thinking that one over. <laughs> I know, and I really hope they explain it because the worst thing would just be if there's no explanation, which yeah. might happen, but. <laughs> We'll see, I guess. <laughs> like I said, polyjuice potion. That's yeah. my <laughs> that's what I'm going for. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into episode six, which was insane. So this one, just for a little background, it's a flashback episode. Um, it follows Jaya, who we've seen in previous episodes from Atticus's visions or dreams or whatnot. Um, I think we all assumed that that was his girlfriend back when he was in Korea in the war, but this episode just completely confirmed that. Um, so did we like a throwback episode? Do you think that we needed it? Because I feel like we definitely needed it to get Atticus's past. Mm-hmm. Yes, I enjoyed it. It is my favorite episode of the season thus far. 
Yeah. Um, I, all of my notes that I took for is just full of caps, just of me yeah. yelling reactions, <laughs> uh, like having to keep pausing. Like, I can't believe that happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Do either of you watch uh, Westworld? I've seen I the first watched season. it in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you wouldn't know what I'm talking about then. Um, and sl- slight spoilers, but it's not really that huge uh, for anybody listening. This reminded me of Westworld, which is basically... So you all know the premise, right? You've got the Western Park. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. season two, they had an episode where they cut to one of the other parks, which was called Shogunland. And that one was based on, like, it, basically, you know, Japan. Um, mm. But it's it's interesting because they, these two episodes both use Asian cultures. That one was Japan and this one is Korea. But mm-hmm. what it was, was it basically completely sidestepped the actual plot of Westworld. And they just spent the whole episode basically in Japan and Shogunland. And so it was so mm-hmm. cool, actually, because this whole episode was practically all in Korean. That whole episode was practically all in Japanese. The whole episode was predominantly Asian cast in both of them. So really, mm-hmm. I kind of like this little escapism, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Uh, it's It really is a whole diversion from the, the show I was at at large. And so I, I think I was just really impressed by it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is really like a movie all on its own. Yeah. Like some yeah. of the other episodes were like mini movies, sure, like the Haunted House one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one just really felt like its own mini movie. And, and I thought it was awesome. It was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. In, in Chicago, like in the mud, dealing with yeah. everything that's <laughs> happening. I mean, not that Giazzo's story isn't, scary on its own just for the horror aspects Mm -hmm. but um in general it's just like it was nice being in another place and learning about another aspect of history that we might not know about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i like how they don't i think don't go easy on you as far as you know korean culture some of those where they actually use just the korean terms i kind of i had to google them i was like okay one Mm -hmm. in my notes was like uh gim jong which is like kimchi making process and we'll talk about the Kamiho in a second. And I don't want to butcher these words. I really do try. <laughs> but I was really excited. I was like, wow, they're, you know, they really are not going easy on you. Like for the most, the whole episode, you have to be reading subtitles. So I just really yeah. kind of like that too. <laughs> yeah, I liked it a lot. I felt like this was a whole different show. I mean, obviously Atticus is in it and has the supernatural elements to it, but I felt yeah. like a whole, a whole other show and I really loved it. Um, I know so okay, so her mom, just a quick thing, her mom says Jaya, but then Atticus says Gia. Are we gonna say Gia Ooh. or Jaya? I'm like, I don't want to sound like an idiot. I'm not sure which one to use. Um I've been saying Gia this whole time. Yeah. Maybe it's the American in all of us. And yeah, why Tick is doing it. <laughs> um perhaps it is actually well, yes, her mom would know, so it wouldn't be Jaya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I went back and forth because I was like, okay, I should probably know how to pronounce her name for this. Um, so her mom is saying Jia. I think her mom is saying like Jaya, but Jai. also oh Jai, okay. But yeah, and then Atticus has like the American accent, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was when I was like, man, could we bring on like a um, maybe a professor of Korean studies or something or culture to I would really I I love studying cultures and all that stuff so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would be like please teach me everything I know we should that would be cool um okay so what 
do we like her? I really, really love her. She's like my favorite character now. <laughs> just what did we, yeah. what do we think about her? Just in yeah. general, general reactions. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love her so much. I was rooting for her the entire time. Like Jamie Chandler showed out in this episode mm-hmm. yeah. as Jaya. Um, I don't think there is an aspect of her story I didn't enjoy. Yeah. And I could really feel for her in the beginning. I, st- I honestly, I didn't know, you know, what was going to happen and all that. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to avoid any more spoilers from the book. So I honestly <laughs> did not know what was going to happen. And at the beginning, I could just kind of, I felt for her because she felt like kind of an outcast. You mm-hmm. know, she was trying to, she was at the matchmaking, um, you know, room when, know. She, when she connected with that guy and they were talking about the Judy Garland movies and then he still yeah. crossed her off the list. I was like, oof. I know. I felt <laughs> so bad. And I was sitting there thinking like, she's so gorgeous and like cool. So it made no sense, but it happens, I guess. Yeah. I really, really loved her. That, Like you said, Sabrina, I was just rooting for her the whole time. Yeah. I didn't care about anyone else. <laughs> I'm like Atticus who I don't care (laughs) um so all right so what happens to her so we see her background it's the early 1950s in South Korea she's living with her mother who wants her to bring a man home but it seems like Jaya is more interested in going to the movies just being on her own um I'm sure that she does want to have a man just to you know can just to be more normal but um, it's not happening for her. And then we find out when she does bring a man home that she meets, um, they're, you know, doing their thing. And she has a set of furry looking tails that jet out yeah. from her eyes, her mouth, basically oh. everywhere. They strangle the man and then they kill him. Um, were we expecting anything <laughs> like that? Not in the least. I <laughs> thought her awkwardness was just her being awkward. Like yes. that because she doesn't understand how to interact with people. Yeah. And then when they got back to the bedroom, I was like, Oh, okay, well, it's deeper than that. Clearly. Yeah. So I oh my gosh. Yeah, as far as that scene, I honestly was not expecting it. And you know what? It made me wonder because when Atticus, when we, so they did confirm obviously that Atticus was calling her in the previous episode. Yeah. And that's when he was like, what are you? Or something like that. He was asking. Um, so that's why I thought he was talking to Christina for a right. second. Cause I was like, well, he knows there's something going on with her, but we didn't necessarily know there was something going on with um, Giants as well. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> There we go. (laughs) There's something. I knew there was something going on. I just didn't know it was going to happen in that moment. And that completely got me. I was like, ooh, okay. It's coming out of every place. That was crazy. I know. And I didn't understand it at first. I was thinking, is that a tail? Is it like a snake? I had no idea. At first, I thought they were like kind of like when you see tarantula legs. Yeah. Yeah. Before they they explained it was, you know, supposed to be fox spirits. I was like, well, yeah, maybe it's like tiny little fox you know like how you know this is all about lovecraft so you've got the cthulhu and all that and he's got his tentacles so i was like maybe yeah it's like yeah. fox tentacle i don't know <laughs> sounds kind of weird yeah i also thought tentacles too <laughs> i thought worms i don't know why yeah oh Just yeah like hairy worms and i was like i was yeah. very confused and i hope that i thought something was happening to her that something um oh. like she wasn't in control of that yeah and I was like, oh i know we're not losing her this early on you yeah. took george from me i don't yeah. think <laughs> take jaya too oh my gosh so yeah. th- then we find out so she has this 
uh, Kumio spirit in her, right? And Mm -hmm. we find out when she has a conversation with her mom, who I guess like isn't really her mom. It was so, it was confusing a little bit because I understand, you know, it's her body, but then there's a spirit that's acting upon her body. Um, so basically we find out she has to absorb a hundred souls. So then the spirit will leave and she can be human again. I was like a hundred. She already had like 90 something at that point, I I believe. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking, how did she do that so many times? Yeah, that was really strange. (laughs) Um, I will say that the Naruto fan jumped out in me when she said Mm -hmm. Nine-Tailed Fox. (laughs) I don't know if any. (laughs) I'm over here being the anime nerd for a second. That's like a really no, same. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like that's a pretty uh huge thing in Naruto because the he obviously the main character in that Naruto mm-hmm. is supposed to be also the embodiment of the nine-tailed fox, but uh, he's not okay. like a seducer or anything like that. Right. So I was like Oh, this is what, you know, the real legend is. You know, sometimes anime can, you know, do whatever mm-hmm. they want. So I had heard of that before, just not in the I guess you would say more traditional mythological concept of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was strange because it was like the spirit, I guess, basically took over her daughter. Mm-hmm. So it was her, but it the mother felt really disconnected because it wasn't her at the same time. I thought that was yeah. kind of interesting. That it's yeah, that was hard yeah. for me to understand at first. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep... it? They seemed close yeah, but there was a disconnect, and mm-hmm. it's not till they're arguing as, as her mom is like cleaning the blood up <laughs> that I started realizing I was like, oh, she's her mom, but not in some ways, like because this she has the spirit, yeah, she's the Kimo, so she doesn't remember her life as that woman's daughter, right? Yeah, she just remembers the memories of the father. Yeah, and that was really interesting. I felt really bad for her because. It was it was interesting that so the, her mom explained that she like summoned the spirit so that it could kill her dad right mm-hmm. and that it was just surprising it was an interesting dynamic because then she has Jaya has the memories of her dad because she absorbed his soul I believe or she either just killed him I'm not sure um, yeah so when <laughs> she kills because that was her stepfather I okay was you're right. Because he married, that man married the mother because the mother was an unwed single mother. So he thought he could come in and, you know, be an outstanding, upstanding citizen. But then Mm -hmm. he was also taking advantage of Jaya's little girl. Okay. Um, So what she says is when she kills her victims, she keeps their soul and their memories with her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was terrible. And then she was like defending the, the, father or the husband a little bit because she was like he did love me like she had the good memories there and that was just really interesting i felt so bad for her yeah Yeah, because she doesn't understand Mm -hmm. and her mom tries to tell her like once you're human again you'll get that his love Mm -hmm. was wrong but she's trying to like piece it together herself because all she has is his memories of her yeah highly inappropriate and i feel really bad for um what she went through as a child that it seemed like her mom allowed for a while yeah until she decided to summon the spirit yeah that to me brought up another i feel like a big theme in this was like monsters versus humanity Mm -hmm. and it's like what 
makes you a monster and what makes you human because you know this whole time you know she's posing is she posing as a human or is she you know this spirit walking in a human body mm-hmm. that's kind of up for debate but her mother yeah. for sure calls her a monster it's like you're yeah. not my daughter anymore you're this monster and we're waiting to i'm waiting to get my actual daughter back um but you know then it's interesting because you also have this dynamic with atticus who for a long time as we've been watching the show has been the victim because, mm-hmm. you know, because of his race or honestly just because he's being chased by actual monsters. Yeah. yeah. But in this, we see a whole nother side to him because he's in the war and now he has to mm-hmm. play this side of, you know, being the terrorizer in a whole nother country, which was like, wow, <laughs> it completely flipped the script. Yeah. Definitely did. I was mad for some time. I know um, through that episode because of what happened with with what with um when we are introduced to Tick. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. When he just rolls up, I was like, oh, so we're just gonna? They are not gonna have to sympathize with you in the beginning of this. No. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah I, I I meant to do my research as far as the korean war and everything. i know about a lot about the vietnam war but i didn't really mm-hmm. it's like school system didn't teach me a lot about the korean war so i wasn't right, really sure yeah. but they also had this you could see in the episode at least this struggle between you know who's communist and who's yeah. not mm-hmm. and yeah. so there was just another parallel of like who you know it's like who is the monster and this is the communist mm-hmm. the monster or the people who are hanging the communist a monster or yeah. are the Americans who watch the hanging and let it happen the monster? It's like it's really yeah. forcing you to look at, you know, all sides of good and evil and in the gray area and everything in between. I was like, oh my goodness, I I don't know what to think right now. Yeah. That's true. Cause the um the way that it's framed, they don't actually tell you what the Korean War is about. Right. Um, mm-hmm. They just know that they're fighting communism. And I mean, if you look into it, you know that they're fighting um in North Korea, but the the way that the Americans are brought in, it's they like trample all over Gia, mm-hmm. Jaya's good time mm-hmm. right before she starts to watch her film. And they're like, don't be afraid. The Americans are here. And then mm-hmm. everything goes to crap. All yeah. of that sunshine she had is gone. Yeah. Yeah, I felt so bad because she was, it felt like the movie theater was the only thing that really kept her obviously kind Mm -hmm. of honestly feeling human. She liked to, or she wanted to get up and dance and, you know, sing whatever the Judy Garland songs were. Mm -hmm. And you could see a shred of humanity in her. Yeah. It was just, you know, from the other perspective, did her mother really believe that or believe that she was a separate entity who could learn how to love. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting that her mom just couldn't believe that she was capable of love when we're watching it from her side. And it's like, she had so many feelings all the time. She seemed like a human to me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) Yeah. I never thought about that. She, yeah, she is, she is really a complex character and, yeah, this whole time, I think it's interesting because they set her up to be this person who, you know, feels hurt when she's rejected, yeah. wants to sing in a movie theater. So you're like, she's a normal human being until you see that there's a monster spirit inside of her. So. Because sometimes people Casual. have fox demons in them, and, <laughs> yeah. but they love Judy Garland and it's fine. <laughs> 
we honor those people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. People are complex. <laughs> um, so, okay, to Atticus, yeah, I was very mad. So the first time J- Jaya ever meets him or just sees him, he kills her friend for being a communist and he almost killed her, but then her friend, you know, um, takes one for the team and admits yeah. she's a communist and he kills her. So were you surprised to see him in this light? I mean, yes, right? <laughs> There's no way not to be surprised in that scene. I was shook. I was so mad. But of course, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, he, of course. <laughs> throughout this, he was hinting that war had changed him and mm-hmm. that he'd done, you know, some speakable things. But it, I was never really expecting him to be like that and i'm wondering if it's like if it's just because you're under the guise of war so now you have this cloak or this mask Mm -hmm. that it's like well i you know i just have to kill i just have to do these things because that's just what it's supposed to be right now Mm -hmm. Um, we've seen that atticus has heart throughout this series he's a really good guy he's a protector and all these things i think that for him yet it it's like war changes people so we saw this really you know, nasty side of him, which I'm like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I liked that they didn't pull the punch. Um, mm. So they didn't give him the excuse of amnesia. He just was trying to forget. He didn't remember her most likely because he probably tried not to remember any of those women. So mm. her face features features didn't um, click for him. But because they didn't pull that punch, then you have to weigh the fact that this is also a man that we like as a character, potentially, mm-hmm. some people may not, um, <laughs> that um, he loves to read and he's funny and he can, he teases the girls that he likes and um, he's really sweet and sets up movie dates and makes sure yeah. it's like the movie from his uncle to get it shipped over from the U.S. I mean, he pulled out all the stops. Yeah, yeah. Like, You're not, I'm not going to get through this episode and not like tick again. You're they're just not going to let me do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the good thing. They didn't. They were like, he. Yes, he has blood on his hands. And, you know, maybe that's not the only person, obviously, because he has been fighting on the front lines or whatever it may be. But it still shows that it shows that he has heart. But it also makes me wonder then, of course, why what made him join the war to begin with? Was it to escape his father? Because we did we saw in that flashback, you know, of him as a child, which was like, oh, (laughs) you know, with his little geeky glasses and all that Mm -hmm. reading his books. But yeah, it makes you wonder then what was he coming to find in the war and was he ready to make these big character sacrifices to go out and kill and to just become a almost ruthless human being. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like he probably didn't realize how bad it would be because there was that one scene where he was, uh, the other, the one guy that I believe was Korean, but he was American Korean. Um, he said he didn't belong. He didn't feel like he belonged in either place, America or Korea. And then, he was like, oh, well, I was drafted. Atticus volunteered for yeah. this. And Atticus explained, you know, like, oh, I came here to escape and now I use my books to escape. So I feel like he kind of, I don't know if it's regret going into the war, but he doesn't, it doesn't seem like he wants to be it. there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I missed the, or I just forgot the part about where he wanted to escape, which I get it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. why? you know, stay in a country that, you know, doesn't honor you, doesn't respect you. Um, and she's like, yeah, why don't you stay here? It's like, which makes me wonder, of course, also about 
there's this whole other conversation about, you know, the perception of black people mm-hmm. um, abroad and the perception of black people like in Korea. I've read some things um, to the point where it's like, eh. <laughs> I don't know if I would feel comfortable being over there. But you can, I mean, you can't make a generalization right. either. So I don't want to say like he wouldn't be accepted. Obviously, in the show, he was accepted. So, mm-hmm. hmm. Well, we also um, don't see him outside of the base, though, so we don't know what yeah. it would have been like um, when yeah. she when he goes to visit her at the village. We only see him at her house. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting because Song, um, his fellow soldier, I mean, I don't know how that would feel being in a place where everyone looks like you, that you have the same background of it. Um, but who you're culturally different from yeah. because of the country that you grew up in. And they make you aware of that difference. Yeah. But also, this is the country that you're fighting for doesn't accept you either. So where do you belong? Mm-hmm. If you can't belong at home and you can't belong at the country that your parents immigrated from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really, they, are, they, they really do throw these questions on you, these philosophical questions in the show. That's why. So I like it. It really makes you think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I thought this, I really this is another thing too. So Jaya she sees Atticus in the hospital and then you know immediately is like I'm gonna get revenge on this guy. So that's a human reaction. Like she has a human feeling, and she tells her mom that she's going to do this because he killed her friend. So I don't know. I feel like the mom just doesn't want to believe that she has feelings. I don't know. <laughs> Well, then she uses her feelings against her because she's like, he, when she decides not to, her mom yeah. goes, he killed your best friend. I was, yes. like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, either she has feelings or she doesn't. You have to yeah. decide, mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think she just wants, you know what? The mother almost has these parallels to Montrose, right? As a parent, just wanting, mm-hmm. just wanting it all to be over and to just be normal like you know no bad things no more surprises you just want yeah. these things to reset and go back to normal so it's like i can understand she's probably you know in her head thinking once this is all over once we get the 100th yeah. victim we don't have to worry we can you know i'll have my daughter back and i can rest easy mm-hmm. um you know not accepting that whatever her daughter has become now is starting to be more human than monster yeah yeah, she's like, just don't ask questions, do it, and it'll be over. Yeah. <laughs> and then just the whole element of, I feel like Jaya is very, like, the love and hate balance for Atticus is so interesting. Because, you know, she's out there for revenge, and then, of course, she starts having feelings for him. And then they have that confrontation where she's like, you killed my friend. He's like, why wouldn't you tell me this earlier? Like, that yeah. whole thing. That was really emotional to me. I did not expect to get in my feels so badly there. Oh. But I thought it was just so, like, cute and twisted. And it was really a lot of passion was there. I really liked that scene. Yeah. A great scene i think it's like the best one in that episode if we take out the cgi effects yeah um because i didn't expect them to i mean we knew that they fell in love because tick talks to Letitia about it a little bit mm-hmm. yeah um but to see that play out in uh, it's twisted and yeah. you get it yeah um because they seem like they're the only two people that understand each other yeah right now in their lives yeah which it's almost like i see this romantic relationship playing out a little 
nicer or more understandably than his with Letitia. Um, yeah. Because this one, it really is a slow burn romance in a way. They have this drama, but she has feelings for him and he takes her on a date. Whereas mm-hmm. with Letitia, they really just hopped into things. They had yeah. to share trauma and they kind of used that as a springboard to be like, okay, now let's be in a relationship. So yeah. I like this one just felt a lot more natural to me. And it's, that scene really like sealed the deal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This one, yeah, definitely. Like we've been saying the past few weeks, like are Atticus and Letitia really mm-hmm. love? Do we believe it? And with this, it was like, okay, this looks, this looks legit. Like I buy right. this one. Yeah. Wait, so I have a, who, which ship do you like more than, as I'm calling it a ship, but do you like the um, Jaya or do you like him with Letitia better? <laughs> Jaya, I feel like I'm betraying wedding oh, no, right I now. Feel bad. <laughs> but it's because this is what happens when you allow your two romantic characters to have conversations. Yeah. Start. <laughs> That's my, been my problem with Letty and Tick is that they don't talk a lot. I mean, they yeah. did last episode, and that's when I started feeling for them more. But mm-hmm. usually it's them running from something and him giving an motivational speech or her putting him in his place. Like, but last episode when they were talking when she was in the bath i said okay i see it Mm -hmm. we're opening up about our trauma we're talking about our childhoods we're talking about what happened to us talking about love and so this episode with jaya we just went ahead and had communication skills it was great yeah you said it perfectly i I agree 100 percent. yeah me too but then so okay so then what happens towards the end of the episode is that um Jaya, she gets to finally see Atticus's memories and she sees his future, which was insane. I was not expecting that. Um, And so she, this is the same part where he sees the tales and he freaks out and he leaves. Mm -hmm. Like, and right before that, he was like, you could like tell me anything. Like I would always basically being like, I would always accept you. And then this happens and he's out. I was like, come on, man. No, well, be (laughs) honest, Natalie, if that, if I had seen somebody, you know, I, I, there's a, you know, a fine line between like, I accept your trauma and I accept your baggage and all that, but I don't know, a scary monster in the middle of all that. I think I would unfortunately have to run to it's just the shock that sits into your system <laughs> i agree but i would also want an explanation i wouldn't just be like i'm never talking to you again i'd be like what the hell just happened like i would be terrified and want to leave but i would also just be like i need no that you need to tell me what that is <laughs> Maybe, I mean, he ran because the tales were in his eyes. Yeah. And they were intimate at the time. So, like, I, I don't know. I, I want to give him some some slack there. But yeah. One, though I, I wish he had talked to her before he left Korea. Like, yeah. Uh, realizing that the phone call he makes to her in the first episode is the first time they've talked in, what, two years, three years? I was like, oh, well that was unfair to my girl you should have at least said something to her (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think it's more like i feel bad for her that's why i'm like why are you doing this to her but yeah yeah, i mean she also so she sees his future and then she tells him if you leave here you're going to die and he's just like all right peace like i would be like (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) like how do you know this information (laughs) yeah it's I don't know. Maybe the adrenaline was running through him and it was like that fight or flight thing. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it was interesting to be, you know, maybe he 
if he had just sat and thought about it for a minute to be like, call her and say, what just happened? Um, or he might truly, this, the sad thing is after that, he might have just truly believed she was a monster, which I'm, yeah. I'm getting sad thinking about right now, but right to him abandoning her because he's like, oh, well, gosh, she wasn't human at all. She was this weird right a creature and you know why would i ever want to be with something like that and oh <laughs> yeah i do see both sides i'm just yeah. more of like i want things to work out for her <laughs> this is me I get that oh. same which is why yeah. i feel like i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give tick some slack but at yeah. the same time be kinder <laughs> to yeah. she's trying her best yeah. <laughs> This is me bringing in my weird pop culture references again. But I, when I said my last thing, Shrek came to mind for some reason <laughs> because of Princess Fiona, right? Yeah. She was. She didn't kill anybody, but because she was, you know, woman by day and ogre by night, she felt so sad that she couldn't be loved and she couldn't be seen. So... I don't, maybe I always, it's, I, I always feel for those people who, you know, don't fit in or anything like that. I just mm-hmm. get super emotional for them. <laughs> yeah. So, same. Yeah. I brought in Shrek into the conversation, so I think I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true, though. I think this episode, too, did a really good job at um, highlighting outcasts, whether it's the communist best friend, the mm-hmm. Korean American soldier, Atticus, Jaya, obviously. Like, everyone is just, different and there's different there's different shades of how dangerous that different is and that's what her friend had mentioned as they were Mm -hmm. just before the guy got hung and she was like we all have different ideas but at the heart we're all human so why you know why do our differences on the surface you know have to separate us when that's just how people are people have different ideas people have different things going on with their lives doesn't mean you should outcast them or anything like that it's just <laughs> get together and be one <laughs> yeah the young that jenny is, was yeah. great yeah her best friend yeah, yeah. Uh, i, I also felt like there was a little something going on there um mm. that she liked jaya as like as a friend but also felt a little romantic it might have been the camera cuts but i was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like I would like to know more what's happening yeah. ladies <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. And I thought we were almost going to see something uh but between them as well, but mm-hmm. it it almost adds to the really like bittersweetness that you never got to see what would have become of their relationship unfortunately because she was killed. Yeah. Yeah, they did have a really good relationship and yeah, I felt that too, especially just because her friend kept or she invited her out when she was going on that date and yeah. was like, I don't want to hang out with this guy, you know. They were cute. So yeah. was, would she no have, have accepted Jaya as a monster? Mm. I want to say yes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone should accept Jaya. Yeah. Yes. She's a woman, so she might be more accepting than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, maybe. Only because, like, I, maybe she wouldn't have had that reaction. Because she only reacts to men in that way. Like, the spirit only comes up because oh. of men. So it might have been different. That's true. That's true. Friend. That would have yeah. been you know, maybe her only hope. Yeah. Who needs men? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Like, I don't know. Do we know how she was able to control the spirit? Because, you know, her and Atticus did have, I'm not sure how long it lasted, but they were intimate many times and they had a relationship. And then uh, what, like, what happened? Why did it come back out? Does she even know? 
I think she's not allowed. If she gives in to pleasure, that triggers mm-hmm. her spirit. Mm-hmm. So she has to be very in control of the moment. So I, mm-hmm. it's quite possible that every time that they were intimate together, she let it so that it wouldn't, um, so that she wouldn't get too involved. It's just yeah. the last time she got too into it mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. lost control of her fox spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Strong willpower. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so, okay, so going back to she sees his future and sees that he's going to die. So do you think that she knows about the Braithwites and the Sons of Adam and all of that? Mm. Or it's kind of just a feeling like it was obviously a very quick um, just like going through everything, his childhood and then to his future. So I'm wondering, like, does she have any idea of what really he's about to go through? Because that's a whole other thing that's not a normal life experience. I think it got lobotomized. I think that's the image Ooh. that she oh, sees. Cause I put some type of dish on his head. Yeah. And I think he was getting like electrocuted. Um, but then you also see Letty. It was, I mean, those um, slices yeah. were fast. Slices. Yes. I, um, I didn't realize it was her seeing the future at first. Yeah. Me either. So mm-hmm. I was surprised to see Letty. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. I think this is a, flashback and then because there was also a part where he was lying in bed with another woman yeah so at first i thought he had lied to her yes. you know because he said it was his first time and i was like that doesn't sound like anything that he would do yeah so you know it it's apparent that maybe he's gonna get caught up in some other person i don't know mm-hmm. if he's gonna be seduced um but it does make me curious uh, overall about his connection or her connection what does she know about the Braithwites probably nothing but at the same time how does you know him creating that spell or deciphering the spell in that last episode how does that connect with Mm -hmm. him calling her in the and you know at the end and trying to find out what she is and what's going on yeah, I'm, the wheels are turning in my head right now. I'm, I'm like, what could that connection be? I honestly don't know. I know. I'm wondering. Maybe he thinks like so. She told him, okay, if you leave, you're gonna die. That's like the last yeah. thing he has in its head of her. And then he finds that uh, yeah, the death die um, that he figures out. And then mm-hmm. so maybe he's honestly maybe he's thinking like, did she curse me or something? Like, is she the yeah. reason I'm going to die? Yeah. I don't know. But finally, he's really going to look for answers where he might get some. I'm, I'm like curious. I mean, he did call her before, but I'm curious to know why he didn't kind of push that further, knowing that she told him he was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Just fear um, and then not understanding. But at this point, he's got to chuck fear out the window because <laughs> it's happening. Um, and people are dying. So yeah, uh, and she knows about it somehow. I mean, she has flashes, um, but it looks like flashes to us. Perhaps she knows like mm-hmm. minute by minute, second by second, what's about to happen to him and the people that he cares about. So he better get his answers this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my yeah. My next question is just what's next. <laughs> it's like so. What predictions do we have for their relationship? Is there any way that she could go there, or is this just going to be you know some? 
coaching yeah to america or is this going to be coaching over the phone yeah. are we going to see her again i want to see her again yeah <laughs> like, giant to america like, to chicago like he wanted to bring her in the first yes. place and let's yeah. see what that looks like yeah letty would have some competition that would be really i, I can see that unfortunately causing some drama yeah i do want to see her again I don't know if it's going to play out that way or if he's just going to continue to speak to her over the phone. But yeah, he needs answers. And I'm more curious to find out like what answers does he want from her? Yeah, it might just be, you know, I mean, so we're six episodes in here and there's so many other things I (laughs) need to figure out. So I'm trying not to get my hopes up about seeing her again. It could just be, you know, like he's going to ask, how did you know this and what exactly did you see? And Mm -hmm. then maybe she just tells him and then it's like, all right, bye again. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, Oh, yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I would be really disappointed if it's like a phone call scene. Me too. Um, Mainly because like she's the, you see her first out of everybody um and now like the mgm music and um style of filming from the first episode in the opening when he's thinking yeah. about when he's dreaming about korea that makes much more sense to me so yes she's important enough to start his dreams yeah. <laughs> she we need to bring her just to um have con- more conversation plus yeah. i want to know more about the kamiho i do i know yeah <laughs> this is the one magic where i'm actually like yeah i want to know more about all you know everything that this is and and learning all about that yeah we're at a weird place right now yeah. really, i'm really curious to see what what the next episodes entail as per usual it's what i always say but yeah, um yeah. also yeah where are we gonna go from here and then do are we gonna see more of the lovecraft monsters is a question i had you know like the shagas are we gonna see the cthulhu what what are we gonna yeah. see i don't know <laughs> Yeah, that makes me curious because the monsters at the beginning now almost seem like an afterthought. Yeah. <laughs> like the Shagoths, mm-hmm. just like just to mm-hmm. have them ha- or to have something scary in the world. And I know the Christina was like, you know, they protect us and all that. So yeah, I can yeah. understand that. I think to me, it's it's this show finding the consistency of what they want their lore and their ma- monsters and magic to be. I feel like it's mm-hmm. like you can't throw everything in there just for the sake of having yeah. monsters and magic. But eh, um, <laughs> I, get, I, I also might be biased again because I'm like, I, I'm just here for the drama. And then for me, the monsters are secondary. Yeah. <laughs> I agree, though, having the shutoffs and then them not being around anymore. Um, honestly, I have I forget about them until they're mentioned yeah. by somebody only because they're only in the first two episodes. Um, and like you see one get birthed and it's the last time yeah. that we bring them up. <laughs> Christina's not calling anybody to check on her shutoff baby. Yeah. <laughs> Everything, like it's, it seems like since we left the lodge, it doesn't matter now. Yeah, she's yeah. a bad parent. Shame on her. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of seems like they're kind of just throwing. It's the same with the genres, how the genres keep switching with the different monsters or lore. It's kind of thrown at us a bunch of different things. And I'm not sure if that's, you know, if I like it or that's just how it is. I'm not sure. I feel like I'm cherry picking. There's there's (laughs) certain, like, um, there are certain things I like about the way that they're doing it with the different types of genres. Mm -hmm. And there are certain things that I don't. 
I am gravitating towards I like the haunted house. Yeah. I liked um, the first two episodes. I like the whole Kamiho spirit thing. I could have done without the body horror. Um, and I wasn't quite a fan of the like Indiana Jones um, yeah. episode. Yeah. I, I, like not just because of Yahima, but just like in general, that setup um, wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I would need to see, I guess, I would look at it after we've seen all 10 episodes. I would just need that big picture basically to see, mm-hmm. okay, every yeah. episode had a different style. So did it help the entire season? Did it hurt the entire season? And again, I think we have enough good things to say to be like, you know, the genre change isn't too much to harm the series. Uh, and mm-hmm. it, it kind of keeps you on your toes. It's fresh at least. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree about at the end, like looking at them all and then deciding. Cause right now I'm so back and forth. And then, you know, an episode like this happens and I'm like, oh, I love this yeah. so much. So I really need to, it needs to just at the end, I'm going to rewatch them all and then see how I feel. Yeah. Definitely something to digest. <laughs> and then, okay. So we can get to our final part here the Fear Factor Award. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to say, I mean, the tales, the, the spirit that was really, really took me off guard. And every time it happened, there was a lot of blood. So I think that was, that was, I think yeah. we'll take it. What do you guys think? God. Same. Yeah. yeah I, I wasn't was, expecting a level four. <laughs> I was surprised to see every orifice it was coming from yes. like, yeah it's coming yes. from the bottom and it's coming from her ears and then what got me is when it shot out of her eyes yeah i was like oh okay and then as well as her mouth but that one was also kind of weird because she mm-hmm. had like this uh alien thing going on you know when you've got like your second little mouth or sucker <laughs> that was just <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, okay, she really is an outcast. They're really going in on this. So that, yeah, that was really scary. I don't think there was anything else that was particularly scary about this episode. They did have some, like, gory scenes at the hospital that I had to cover my eyes over. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that would would be my secondary fear factor (laughs) award. I I can never see in that stuff, but... I don't know about fear, but the hanging was a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. expect to actually see yeah. the hang. Like, I thought we were going to do one of those cutaways and yeah. back to um, Jaya. And it's, no, they were like, you're going to see this. Yeah, yeah that was in your hang. face. That it and was. just, the, yeah, the cold blood shooting as well as the yeah. those verses. It was oh, like, yeah. yeah, they got really, yeah, not so much fear, but they did go to a really dark place with this yeah. episode. I was like, wow. <laughs> They reminded us it's it's war. This is yeah. not um, a beautific example of it where a soldier and a woman from the country he's in fall in love and we're just strolling down the street in our uniform <laughs> yeah. and nurse outfit. And yeah. it's amazing. They're like, no, we're in a war zone. People yeah. are dying. And he's about to do some egregious things and she might kill him for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think it's, <laughs> it's a, I don't know if smart move is the way to put it, but I mean, yeah these are things you can't really hide from the narrative and yeah just like you know we talk about the racism and all that being you know back at home being at the forefront it's like now mm-hmm. the the horrors of war yeah that is something you can't hide as well yeah 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, oh gosh, where are they going to take us? <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's unclear. We have gone everywhere we could possibly go, but we have so many more episodes left. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not so many, but enough. Yeah, we've got four more. That's winding down. I know. Mm. It's exciting, but also scary. <laughs> so many emotions. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts before we uh, wrap up? Hmm. Um, just to hop off on what um, Mia said about the racism, yeah. it was interesting yeah. when um, Jaya is watching, well, she's waiting for her movie to start, yeah. and the yes, cartoons yes. starts talking about tolerance and what we do when people are intolerant. Uh, which mm-hmm. is they were going to violently react to it. Like, we're not going to allow you to be intolerant to people. And then here come the Americans mm-hmm. um, interrupting her piece with the tank. I thought that was interesting that because was it good. makes it seem like the West has arrived and mm-hmm. they're about to destroy everything. And this mm-hmm. is how, and this is why you're not going to see um, the communists outside of being um, sympathetic, sympathetic mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. And it was interesting because they were clapping too as they were chasing, you know, whoever out of that little cartoon. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. It's, it's a little bit of propaganda <laughs> to mm-hmm. say the least. Um, but yeah, it was, it's an interesting history lesson. It's like as we're talking about this, I do remember a little bit more and more about some of the stuff that I learned about uh, mm-hmm. the Korean War and the fight for communism. And obviously, I guess what led to the split of the, the country today. Um, which, yeah, it's, every time America comes prancing in, we think we know what we're doing. We think it's yeah. for the best. And it's like, mm, what is it? <laughs> Always. That's political talk. That's for a whole other podcast. When she brought up the Japanese and she yeah. said the Americans are doing the exact same mm. thing the Japanese yeah. did. So the Americans are supposed to be here to protect us. And they're not. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well too real yeah. <laughs> i don't think i have who would just love crap country every sunday <laughs> <Right>? yeah <laughs> that's it from me i'm gonna stop before i, before I say something else <laughs> All right. So for all of our listeners listening, um, make sure to keep tweeting at us any thoughts or questions you have. Leave us a good review and you can ask questions there. But also, so let us know what do you think is going to happen next for Atticus and Jaya? Do you want to see more of her? Do you think we're going to? And yeah, any questions or thoughts you have, we'll take them and we'll shout you out. So do it. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, This has been great per usual. Thank you, Sabrina, for coming on. Yes. Thank you, Sabrina. I have so much fun with y'all. It's great. Good. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.